Uh, this is from Isaiah 45. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Besides me, there is no God. I equip you, though you do not know me, that people may, rise, that people may know from the rising of the sun and from the west, and that there is none besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form light and create darkness. I make well-being and create calamity. I am the Lord who does all these things. So good morning, River Tree. So excited to continue in our Worship Through Theology series today. Let me ask a question for you to think about. Who is God? This is a complex question. We're not at liberty to define who God is. We can't say things like, I think my God would, or I feel as though God is. No. We don't define who God is. We can't create a God in our head who fits our personal expectations. God tells us who he is and describes himself in his word, the Bible. God declares in Isaiah 44, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. Twice in Isaiah 45, God declares, I am the Lord and there is no other. Again, God proclaims in Isaiah 46, I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring end from the beginning and from ancient times things not yet done, saying my counsel will stand and I will accomplish all my purpose. I think we can see the point here. No one comes close to comparing to God's greatness, which again points back to my original question. Who is God? To address that question today for our Worship Through Theology series, we're going to briefly look at some of God's attributes. That is, his character, his nature. Where to begin? Giving a 20-minute sermon on God's attributes in nature is really challenging because there's so much that can be said. You could do a few sermons on each attribute alone. So for the time we do have today, I want to highlight some of God's attributes individually and see just what the Bible says about God's character. Who is God? God is uncreated. Right off the first page of scripture, Genesis 1 starts with the words, in the beginning, God created. So before there was anything, time, space, matter, creation, it was just God. No one made God. Nothing sustains or upholds his existence. He is the creator and sustainer of all reality. And just as God does not have a beginning, he also has no end. Psalm 90 verse 2 declares, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. 
that's a really hard concept to wrap our minds around. That before God created anything, it was just God. No emptiness, no space, no void. Just God. But God is independent. Acts 17 says that God is not served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. God doesn't have needs. He is self-sufficient. Who is God? God is eternal. He is outside of time. He is able to see all of time, past, present, and future. He doesn't experience a succession of moments like we do, where one thing happens after another, and so on and so forth. And just as God is eternal and outside of time, he is infinite, and he is outside of spatial reality. He doesn't have a body. He's not constrained by spatial boundaries. Psalm 139 addresses this in saying, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Who is God? God is all-knowing. He has all knowledge. He never has to learn something new. He knows everything there is to know about everything, past, present, and future. God doesn't have or need a plan B. He's never surprised by anything. He doesn't say, oops. God is all wise. In all that God does, he is not willy-nilly. In wisdom, God always provides the best means to the best results in any situation. Who is God? God is sovereign. The Bible presents God's sovereignty over all things in this world. In Isaiah 45, verse 7, God declares, I form light and create darkness. I make well-being and create calamity. So nothing happens independently apart from God's command or permission. I believe scripture as a whole leads us to a worldview that places God in control of the entire universe where nothing operates randomly. And as limited human beings, we'll never understand all of God's ways. But we know his providence, his ways, his timing, his perfect plan for this world and each and every one of us works toward his ultimate purposes for his glory and our good. Who is God? God is a God of peace. 
he never acts recklessly or carelessly. God always acts with peace and order, free from any disorder and chaos. That's what we're told in 1 Corinthians, that God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. God is also almighty, all-powerful. He is omnipotent. God reminds us in Jeremiah 32, verse 27, that nothing can stop him from anything he wants to do. He says, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? Obviously, the answer to that question is no. Since God has all power, nothing is hard for him. And because God is free, nothing challenges him. God's freedom means that he's not constrained by anything. He is able to accomplish his perfect plan and will without anything hindering him. Who is God? God is a jealous God. God tells us this specifically in Scripture. In Exodus 20, verse 5, God declares, I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. Now, God is not jealous in the sinful human way, or in the way you may think. His jealousy means that he's devoted to seeking his honor. He is jealous for his holy name, and he is jealous for his people's wholehearted worship. Who is God? God is holy. That means that he is completely separate from sin. In fact, God is wrathful against sin. He passionately hates everything sinful, everything that does not conform to his holiness. Romans 1 verse 18 states, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven, against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Let's be honest. That's an attribute that makes us uncomfortable. We don't like to think of God's hate and anger. But God can't be good if he doesn't deal with sin in a just way. That wouldn't be good or loving at all if evil and sin didn't have consequences. God always acts in accord with what is right. He can't let unrighteousness go unnoticed. In his character, he is righteous and just. He sets the standard and defines what is right from wrong, what is true and false what is good and evil. Who is God? God is good. Psalm 103 paints a remarkable picture of God's goodness. It says, The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, 
so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. God's nature is good. His goodness implies that he's benevolent, tender-hearted, generous, compassionate. He displays his goodness every day. Every breath, every step, every heartbeat, every sunrise and sunset, every joy, every blessing we know are because of God's goodness. Who is God? God is patient. He patiently withholds punishment from people who deserve it. God is gracious. He displays his grace by freely giving people the gift of salvation. He is merciful in that he displays his goodness toward those in distress. God is loving. In love, God freely gives of himself to others for their good. He humbles himself for the benefit of others. Despite that we're all soaked in sinfulness and unrighteousness, through Jesus, God makes a way for sinful humanity to be saved and experience his amazing love. In 1 John 4, we're told that God is love and that the love of God was made manifest among us through Christ. We didn't love God, but he loved us and sent his son to be the sacrifice for our sin. Who is God? God is perfect. Nothing in his character needs altering. Nothing needs to be added or subtracted. You can't improve upon perfection. Nothing about God ever needs to change. And scripture tells us God never changes. He never changes any part of his being or existence. Hebrews 13 tells us that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is the only one in this entire universe who remains the same. Who is God? God is blessed and happy. He delights in himself, and he delights in the things that reflect his goodness. God has always been completely happy, fully delighting in himself and his perfection. And God is beautiful. He defines what beauty is and is the source of everything beautiful we see in creation. Who is God? God is unique. He exists as one God in three persons, who are all equally God, equal in glory, yet distinct in their role and distinct in their work in redemption. The doctrine of the Trinity is a mystery that our limited brains will never fully comprehend. But we need to remember that all of these attributes are not exclusively God the Father's. All of God's attributes apply to every member of the Trinity, 
Father, Son, and Spirit. Who is God? God tells us, I am the Lord, and there is no other. That's what we see over and over in Scripture. I hope thinking about his attributes helps you see that. Nothing and no one comes close to comparing to his excellent greatness. So, having established that, there are a few important questions to ask. How should we respond? We worship. That's what we can do, we should do. As God's children, reflecting on who God is should cause us to be in awe. It should fill us with joy and amazement. Now, let's get really specific. How do God's attributes guide and impact how we think about worship? While we should worship God for all he has done and will do for us, we need to remember to worship God simply for being God. Worshiping him for who he is and not for what we think he'll provide for us. Worship must be God-centered and God-focused. Worship is not about our personal preferences or what makes us feel good. Worship is about magnifying the full excellence of God. Worship is about giving him worth. So we need to check our hearts. We are not at the center of all things. So we must remember that our lives, our worship, is not about us. It's about God. How else should God's attributes impact our lives? God's attributes remind us that we can fully trust him. We can trust God with everything. There's no reason to doubt him. He never changes, so his promises never change. His faithfulness never changes. His goodness never changes, and so on and so forth. We can trust in God's perfect wisdom and knowledge. Even if things in our life don't make sense, we know that God is working all things for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. There's another vital question to ask. What's the danger if we don't know God or if we don't understand who God is correctly? If we don't have a correct view of God, we're in danger of getting everything else in life wrong. Without a right understanding of the one who created all things, we'll misunderstand the meaning of life. We'll misunderstand reality itself. We'll misunderstand the truth in the Bible. We'll misunderstand what sin is, what love is, what salvation means, and the list goes on. So we need to build our lives on the doctrine of God. We need to know the God of the Bible and how he calls us to live in light of his truth. 
We need a right view of God to shape everything we do. So, I want to ask again, who is God? Did your answer shift? I hope going forward, when we're asked who God is, we'll no longer be tempted to answer, I think he's this, or I think he's that. No. I pray that we will answer in a way that magnifies the greatness of the God who said, I am the Lord, and there is no other. Let's pray.